Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, New York Jets fans, to another episode of the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. And we are back after the Jets, the mighty 2-0 Jets. Uh, beat the Atlanta Falcons by eight points, 24-16 at MetLife, rainy MetLife Stadium. Wayne, did you catch the game? And uh, what do you think? We actually haven't spoken since the Zach Wilson injury. I think the Becton injury maybe as well. Uh, what do you think about the state of the overall team right now? Uh, pretty good. I mean, obviously they've had some injuries. Uh, quite a little bit of the game, mostly highlights, but I was out at two practices last week uh, in training camp and uh, loved what I saw. Yeah, I think it was you hit the uh, Falcon scrimmage, correct? Yeah, I was there on uh, Friday and Saturday. Actually, got a chance to be there Saturday with uh, Lavernius and John Abraham. So we're out there uh, comparing uh, comparing notes on on the players and you know how we stack up against you know the DBs that are out there and uh, what our receivers look like. Me and Elsie were talking about. What did Lavernius say? Does can he uh, can he outclass? Sauce Gardner at this point, what do you think? I don't know. We're just, it's funny. We're, we're standing there. We both got like gray, I shaved, built like, like gray beards, just chilling in street clothes. And then we're watching these guys. I mean, and we're laughing like, these guys can't cover us. They look at yeah. us like we're old people. But um, yeah, they got some great players there. But, uh, you know, we can dream, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sauce looks good. I mean, I keep, and I'm trying to keep the enthusiasm down, but even against Atlanta, Notice Mariota, he had a lot of success on the left side against Bryce Hall, who had a tough night. But the right side with Sauce, he didn't find any room. And watching the film, he was locking guys down. Not many starters played in the game. Uh, the young guys did. Sauce, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson made a couple of nice plays. Uh, the one, it was either a comeback or a curl on the sideline. Fought through traffic. The ball was a little inside. By Mike White should have been to the outside shoulder, but I'm nitpicking. Garrett Wilson just made an impressive catch. Uh, what did you think of the rookies, especially Garrett and uh, and Sauce? Yeah, um, I saw that they didn't go at Sauce. Um, you know, two games last uh, couple dozen uh, out there passing plays, and uh, Garrett Wilson. I saw the catch you're talking about. Uh, yeah. The way he came out of it, the guy was holding on to him, but uh, you know he did a high point catch. You know, all hands, and uh, that's a tough play. So uh, if he can make more of those, I think we're in business. Yeah, and then Lawrence uh, Cager, you know, brought one to the house. It was a nice yak play, definitely a busted coverage. But Streveler, you, you get a look at this Streveler kid at quarterback. He's really hyping up the fans right now, and he's he's the story of preseason right now. Yeah, um, you always get guys that come out of nowhere. You just hope they get an opportunity. Uh, but I always say, got to get filmed. So if it doesn't work out, you know, here – 
Uh, hopefully uh, they, they find their place somewhere. Uh, a lot of young guys um, that I was impressed with that, you know, maybe weren't on, you know, odds to make the team. So uh, we'll see what cuts coming up this week. Yeah, there were there were five guys cut today. Let's let's go down the list. Uh, Kia Nakua, the linebacker hybrid safety hybrid, who made a couple plays. He's in a tough spot based on trying to make the roster. Elijah Riley was one of them. Eddie Pinheiro. So Greg Zerline is going to be the Jets kicker. It looks like. Yes, uh, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like that battle is done. Um, and there were two other guys, but they had to cut five today. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that are really making noise, Will Parks at safety is one of them. I'd be shocked if he doesn't make the team. He had an excellent hit on a screen uh, last night, Monday night. So he's one of the guys coming along uh, pretty strong. Who Who is number 82 receiver in camp? 82, I think, is Irv Charles, one of the undrafted free agents from Penn State. All right. You know what? I just kept hearing his number. Uh, I watched him play. Sorry, I, I didn't have a, a roster, but he oh, impressed dude, me. Tough. I don't know if he plays special teams, but how he's playing receiver out there, uh, I was impressed and got a lot of depth. I know there's some returning players and some new guys, but uh, maybe a guy like that makes it. Yeah, Irv Charles, uh, Calvin Jackson Jr., that little slot guy, he's been yeah. making plays as well. And, and the really good news is there's not many injuries. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know about Becton. But Salah, they, they've done a good job. You know, Salah keeps knocking on the podium, knocking on wood. Zach Wilson, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, the first preseason game, Wilson, it didn't look great. That first series, he got picked. I don't know. He looked kind of nervous out there. I don't know what was going on. But then the second series, he gets out of the pocket, scampers because he had pressure right in his face, and then plants the the Jets Twitter Jets fandom was hysterical, and I understood why because internet doctors were calling it an ACL. It was non-contact. He's out for the season. It's irresponsible to do that, to be honest. But it did not look good. Turns out he might just miss one or two games. Uh, he's already walking or walking around. So, uh, what were your thoughts on the play when you saw it happen, and uh, you know the diagnosis and and Flacco in Week One? Right. You know. They nobody knew the diagnosis, but usually a non-contact injury uh, is something serious. But uh, you know, he dodged a bullet. I know he had the bone bruise and uh, got the surgery um, with the ligament. But uh, Joe Flacco, obviously, very experienced, been to the Super Bowl, uh, can do a lot of things. So um, you know, they're in good hands as that comes back. And uh, in this way, I think they can win with Joe. So yeah. in this way, they don't have to rush Zach back. Uh, as far as the Becton injury, um, you know, me and me, you talked about it kind of coming back. It's tough. You know, it's tough for a guy that big uh, to handle the weight, even though he lost a lot of weight. He already looked good. He's a great kid, great guy. Everybody loves him. Um, and I hope he comes back uh, good. But, you know, bringing in Dwayne Brown as a replacement, you know, is pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. At this point, a healthy Dwayne Brown. I think uh, has the experience in the Pro Bowls to really solidify the offensive line. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, the Wilson injury, I understand why it scared everybody, but, you know, it's got to be, it should be a um, a lesson learned for a lot of us because, you know, digital news media with social media, everyone wants to get there first. It doesn't matter if they're wrong. The bottom line is this. 
you know, prognostication, guessing should be labeled as such unless you know for sure. And that's the that's where we go wrong. But Becton, an interesting stat, I think it was from ESPN, uh, Rich Samini. The Jets are a really young team, one of the youngest in the NFL. Yet if Dwayne Brown and Flacco start on opening yeah. day, they might be the first team in modern NFL history to have two 37-year-old guys start on offense. Hey, you can't, uh, you know, that experience, yep. you know, especially with the young guys. But as far as these, you know, so-called whatever, it's per- experts, you know, I, I, you know, the media talking about this and that, that and this and Listen, they don't have medical diplomas on their wall. They can show me if they want to, but they don't know what they're talking about. So you got to wait till the real doctors decide uh, before you get all excited. You know, mm-hmm. that, that 12, 24 hours until you get the you know the true truth of it all. So uh, yeah, those are old guys could certainly fill uh, fill in for these guys. And uh, like I said, at this point, you know those guys are playing well. So uh, you know I'm all for them being in there. Yeah, we, I'm hearing all this stuff about old guys, Dwayne Brown, Flacco at 37, and I'm just, you know, sitting there shaking my head with gray hair. Like, what the hell's going on? Old at yeah. 37. Hey, listen, you can't beat experience. Uh, you know, maybe they're a little step slower, a little, you know, this, this and that, but you can't make up for that. And uh, if you're going to have two 37-year-olds, those are the two guys you want. Absolutely. And, and credit Joe Douglas. He got it done. You know, I felt that was one move he had to make. Rarely did GMs have to make a move and Douglas doesn't want to be put in a position where he has to, but he knew he had to here. He just had to get that guy yeah. and he did two years, 22 million. Yeah. Hey, listen, they're under the cap and, and, and saved some and made all the right moves and did a great draft for things like this that might happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, the fact that they're under the cap um, allows them to bring in a guy like that uh, immediate starter, you know, Pro Bowl kind of guy. So you got to, you know, say kudos to him for being, you know, us being in that situation where we can go out and pay that money for, you know, a great replacement. What do you think about Brees Hall and Michael Carter in the running game? I know you were at the scrimmage. Brees Hall had that one ridiculous run where it was a, I think it was an outside zone and the line did a great job. The tight end did a great job. And he just had that corner on the edge and just one cut, juked him, gone, burst downhill. What do you think about Hall? Is he is he worth all the hype and fantasy this year? Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because I did like a draft, you know, order for a cameo for for a group of people. Did you? And I went down twelve nine, you know, all the way down to number one, and I said, uh, as far as Jets, I said there's a lot of good people you could pick. I said Brees Hall is the guy you want to take yeah. in fantasy this year. Uh, you know, because I just think with the amount of targets. And how he puts the ball in the end zone. Um, and every time they cheered, I looked over there and it was him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want anybody to forget about Michael Carter or what he did last year. But between the two of them, that's a pretty good one-two punch. Yeah, Michael Carter, you know, he fits this scheme well, but Brees Hall is made to order for the scheme. You know, this Terrell Davis, Denver Broncos, Shanahan, LaFleur scheme. He just, his vision, his one-cut ability, go downhill, burst. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking 11th in my Dynasty Football League. And I'm praying he lasts to me at 11, but it's not going to happen. He's going to be, if not in the top three, the first pick. I mean, there's just no way he's going to slide. Some guys have that X factor. Jets X factor, get it? Yeah. Hey, Uh, there we go. Get it. I'll pay you later. I'll pay you later for that one. I don't know. I saw him play a bunch in in college, and mostly because I was playing him in fantasy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, 
I'm telling you, man, he, he reminds me of like an Eckler kind of guy that he could do both on the ground and in the passing game. So yeah, big uh, expectations for him this year. Yeah. And if you're a Jets fan depressed about Wilson being out, I mean, listen, first of all, it's only short term. Second of all, Joe Flacco has looked excellent this summer. He has had the offense moving, humming. The ball rarely touches the ground on seven on seven. Uh, Garrett Wilson had a quote where, he, you know, he wasn't putting Zach Wilson down, but he mentioned how Flacco's ball is just really catchable, really receiver friendly. And that's experience to your point. You know, that's the gray beard in Flacco. So, you know, don't think the the offense is going to slip with Flacco because it just will not. I think both of them are capable. And Mike White can do it too, of leading this team. Obviously, you know, the sky's the limit for Zach. Um, you know, still people, the jury's out for a lot of people. But the way he came and finished the year, I think very highly of him. But Flacco's just that guy that can come in and make it happen. Maybe it's not flashy, but he makes all the right reads. He makes all the right throws. So, uh, you know, now they're going to say, you know, if he comes out wins in the beginning, what are they going to do? Quarterback controversy. It'd be a blessing. Yeah. Like I said, if they had the chance to, you know, wait till Zach's 100%. Uh, yeah, a lot of fans. You go with the hot hand, but uh, if they're not and Zach comes back, then he's the guy. Yeah, and a lot of fans want to, you know, uh, predict, hey, they're just going to keep two quarterbacks on the roster if Zach Wilson's – they feel good about Zach after week one. You know, Wilson and Flacco, listen, having three guys, Mike White too, that's great in training camp because you don't get a wasted rep in teams. And even Streveler, he was having a tough time getting time in teams, getting reps. But with Wilson out, you know, the third team hasn't missed a beat. And they started off slow against Atlanta last night. Mike White didn't have the greatest game, uh, completely backup offensive line. And I think Mike White's better than what he showed last night. He's not Johnny Unitas, but uh, Jets fans are hot and cold with him. It feels like that. Either Jets fans love him or hate him, and it makes sense based on his performance last year against the Bengals, good against the Colts, gets hurt, bad against the Bills. Uh, but tough for the first team. Second team got better, and then once the third team got in there, Bradley and I with a strip sack touchdown, a lot of good things. Streveler, Cager, the Jets' third team dominated Atlanta's third team. So that is really good in terms of the team's depth. Yeah. All these guys need reps. You know, they're not going to get them in practice, sort of get them in game situations. That's the way you evaluate these guys. You know, there's going to be 30 guys released and some brought back on practice squad. Uh, and it's such a fine line on who stays and who goes based on positions, but who could play special teams and who can know, do, the, uh, do the most for the team. So that's why I asked if some of these guys play special teams because um, right. those are the guys who will stick around. And like yeah. I said, for the guys who don't make it, I'm glad they got some good film. Um, and I hope they land somewhere else. Yeah. And you got the Giants this Sunday at one, which is a weird time for the Giants, Sunday at one. Uh, usually never Sunday, but, you know, with the three preseason game slate, which we both don't like, we'd like to see the, the days of four where they finish with the Eagles, you know. Um, but Sunday, Giants are going to scrimmage against the Giants this week too. Thursday and Friday, I believe it is. Thursdays at the Giants facility at MetLife. Fridays at Florham Park. Uh, and Sala said the starters are going to play. It's going to be the dress rehearsal game. I, how long they play, I'm not sure. I, my guess is at least a full quarter, maybe into the second quarter, but they're going to play, and we're going to get a good idea of uh, the Jets' full roster against the Giants. Yeah, they got to go in there and you know go through game situations and get mm-hmm. 
used to the speed of the game. The Giants game, that was my coming out party, uh, the third preseason game, uh, my rookie year. It's always been, I always wanted to play in Giants Stadium, and I got a chance to play them. And I had everybody there just thinking maybe I'd never be out there again. Yep. And that was the one in the first quarter. I don't know what was going on, and that's when Kotite gave me the Chevette. Chevette, get in there, and I'm like behind him, like close enough, man. So I ran in there, played, didn't know, you know, I was excited, and uh, you know, this is a game where people show what they can do. Like I said, it's a little more, you know, like the season is, you know, you know, not like the beginning of preseason where things are a little vanilla. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious to who's going to step up and, and make a name for themselves, like I did. Did you get, I forget, did you get time in the first and second games of the preseason that year? First game, nothing. Second game, I got in like the fourth quarter um, and actually had a catch. And the third game, I always say this guy was hurt. He didn't know the playbook. He was out of shape. Mm -hmm. You know, all these different things. And I had done stuff in practice that week. And I was on his mind, Kotite's mind, I guess. And he said it. And, uh, you know, I went out there and took the bull by the horns and, I said, hey, this is my only chance to play in the stadium. I'm going to do my best. And it worked out. And was it Boomer still in there, too? Uh, Boomer was still in there. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It was like the first quarter. It was early. Nice. That's right. It was that yeah. early. Wow. Yeah. And then the Eagles next week. And that's it. 95. 1995. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Stock up, stock down. Will Parks is up, definitely. Solomon Thomas had a good day against Atlanta last night. Uh, it doesn't pop off the screen, but run defense was really good. Jonathan Marshall was solid. Uh, Sauce Gardner, as we alluded to, he just Mariota had nowhere to go on the right side. He was tremendous. I think I thought Jeremy and Sherwood was pretty good. Uh, Bryce Hall had a rough night. Mike Hall rough night. You know the offensive line, backup offensive line, rough night. But hey, we'll see what they do against uh, the Giants this weekend. And uh, we're right there. We're right there. Two weeks away from Baltimore. Hey, before before we go, who did Kyle Pitts beat on the? Uh... Hall. All right. Here's the thing. I didn't see the whole game, but mm-hmm. from what I saw at practice in, in the red zone period, Kyle Pitts is a monster. He's a stud. They just got to throw it up. I mean, it's it's not normal that he could play receiver. Uh, right. Be that big, be that athletic, be that fast. So I can't say anything bad about Bryce Hall. Maybe he got yeah. other plays, but there's going to be a lot of guys this year that get beat by Kyle Pitts. True. And listen, Hall just had one of those nights. It it happens. It was sort of a double move, but not really. And he just got beat man to man. And then he was kind of just fouled up after that. Like yeah. the next one he gave up, it was a cover four or two. And he just was given so much cushion, I think, based on getting beat the first time. Um, and then the other ones, you know, on broadcast, people think it's Bryce Hall's fault, but not necessarily because they were in zone. So it depends on the calls, communication. So don't go too crazy. Hall's a great corner for this roster where he is number three number four corner right so uh two biggest positions that need to have short-term memory is the quarterback mm-hmm. and defensive backs you know absolutely so, uh, he may be compounded a little after getting beat on that one but he showed what he could do last year so uh, yeah you know i love when he's out there i think he did make a lot of plays yeah and he's great in zone too usually so we'll see we'll see what happens this week you know, with the there's a big game this week to show what they can do. Absolutely. And we'll see the offensive line together. So that should be something. We'll see the defensive line together. What whether Carl Lawson plays or not, I'm not sure. 
I still think they have PTSD from last summer, which is understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, fans, jetsxfactor.com, visit, use discount code 80, and we do have the uh, signed Wayne Corbett autograph 8x10s. They're, they're going in the mailbox, coming your way for those who haven't received yet. And uh, also, next Monday is the next Wayne Corbett meet and greet. We have most of the people lined up. We're going to be live on YouTube. Uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, so if you want to attend that, go to jetsxfactor.com. Go to the Underdog Jets podcast section in the menu under the podcast's menu item and sign up. Just become a subscriber and you could uh, meet and greet Wayne Corbett virtually and ask him a question. We'll, we'll be on for about 45 minutes. Yeah. So looking forward to that as well. We've done that previously and we had a lot of great questions. And it wasn't just about one question answer another question answer it's like a back and forth you know yeah. you get to have a conversation with everybody everybody gets a chance to listen so get your questions ready and i uh, obviously there's going to be a lot more questions uh, after we see this uh, preseason game versus the giants this week yeah so giants sunday meet and greet monday night and then it's really fantasy football draft season maybe we'll do a fantasy show before the real season starts and then two weeks it's baltimore so we'll maybe, see what happens. Maybe we'll do a midweek fantasy uh, fantasy show, and mm-hmm. we'll see how smart we are. <laughs> yeah, I got a draft this Saturday. Actually, it's my first draft, so uh, you know, I'll uh, on the meet and greet. I'll let everyone know what my picks are. Maybe everyone can get on me for the stupid stupidity I unveil. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, fellas, Jets fans. Until next time, we'll see you Monday. Oh.